The people you go see, buy those scratch offs, yes, you and see, they're scratching off right, right at the things that, that, like, are sta- that are wasting your yeah. time standing in line. Go well, I, I have one of them number uh, number ones there, and then give me the uh, two of the number twos, and then hang on, is that what's, one? Wait a minute, wait a minute. Voice? is that one a winner there? Uh, I don't Who's know this? if that one's a winner. That sounds uh, like that sounds like profiling. But the, the profiling is well, wrong because they're idiots. <laughs> I was thinking about that as I was driving in this morning. What are the odds of me going e-brake free for 2023? <laughs> Not good. You know, you know the last time Not you said good. this, how long it took? It did like 30 seconds. Yes. It was like the next sentence. <laughs> I'm going to make an effort. Okay. I'm going to make an effort. Well, I mean, you're not starting off very well. How's that? You just called me Rick. Result. It was straight cash money, homie. Eight hundred. So one time I ate thirteen BLTs in college. <laughs> hello, hello. Did we lose the T box? They're here. I can hear them talking. So they're just not. Kern is not in his ear telling them. No. <sighs> How much time we got? We're back. Oh, Welcome God. back. I'm glad hey, you're here. What's up? Sorry about that. Oh, no. We were enthralled. Conrad oh, Schindler no. was out here. I have a mental disorder. Old school bitch. Abu Dabu. Well, howdy ho, and good morning. It is roughly 8 o'clock on Sports Radio 96.7 and 13.10, the ticket. And if it's on uh, Saturday, which is today, around this time, then for the last 29 years, you have the T Box. I'm Rick Arnett. That's Craig Rosengarten and Eli Jordan. We have the full crew here today. And uh, lots to talk about in the world of golf. Meltdown City. Oh, my goodness. Um, the T-Box proudly sponsored by your PGA Tour Superstores. They have four in the Metroplex. Good to have them back on board again this year. And uh, let's see. Um, so we're here for a reason. Yeah, because we were supposed to be. Well, no. There was hope that we wouldn't be. Because the T Box Syndicate, the syndicate bought a bunch of lottery tickets once last. Oh week. yeah, I missed that. No, you Venmoed me. Oh, I did, but I didn't. You know, I never. Did we ever check? That's the funniest part about buying lottery tickets. You can did take you check, them over. Kern? You can take them over. I, I checked. That, you checked. You can yes. take them over. So we can, win anything? No, you can not go on, one dollar. No, oh, well, can, I don't. You can go online and check your numbers. You can. There's an app, and you just. Uh, or you can go in and get them scanned. Yeah. Well, I sent you guys the tickets. I figured mm-hmm. one of you would mm-hmm. say we won eight dollars. Haven't even looked yet. Wow. I looked and I didn't think we won anything. So well, last night, well, they have one tonight, right? right? Don't they last, have one tonight? No, it was last night. Oh, huh. and somebody in Maine won one person. billion dollars. What are they going to do? Buy the state of Maine? I was thinking the same thing. Boy, can you Why? can you live pretty large when you win the lottery in Maine? They're just going to buy every lobster there is. I thought Maine's expensive. <laughs> Maine I thought is the expensive. Northeast is expensive. Maine Not, is expensive. Well, if you're in if you're in certain parts of Maine, but 
Like Portland, Maine. Like Portland I bet they're state. Kenny Buckport. So I bet they're I state. Right. <laughs> no, you did not. You, I think you know where, what I meant. Yeah, a I gentleman think... by the name of Kenny Bunkport. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's where Stephen King lives. <laughs> I'm going to say their state income taxes are really high. So in Maine, yes. Pro- probably so. Yes, anything I, I in the think northeast. There's more money expensive. up there than you think. Yeah. In Maine, yeah, yeah. I used to go to Maine. So. Oh boy! Put that, was, on, your, yeah, put that on your bragging. Jeez. Did you, did you bra- visit Kenny Bunkport when you were in Maine? <laughs> no, I didn't know it existed till which president used to go up there? I think all Kennedy's. Of them. <laughs> yeah, I think all the of Kennedy's them. lived up there. That's where Teddy went off the bridge. No, that's well, Kenny right. Bunkport. Yeah, was, yeah, I think I think Rich no, that was one of the bushes. Or no, or it wasn't. Bush, it was okay. Yeah, I, okay, I, e break. Done. I you're think, done for the year. No, that's not an e-break. <laughs> you're gonna. You're you're saying Kennedy's, one of the bushes no, drove was, off Kenny a bridge. Bunkport, no, I, no, that was in Massachusetts. Where so. they vacationed. I think yeah, that's the argument here. Yeah. Um, no, I don't Rick, think so. I think you're right. If you make over fifty-eight thousand a year, you get taxed seven point one five percent in state. Yes. So if you take the cash equivalent, you know what uh, Cuban said. If you Mark Cuban, if you ever win the lottery. You should dole it out in increments rather than take the cash because it'll prevent you from doing stuff really stupid. Because then you'll have the next year to get. Your yeah, but that's place. the advantage of winning the lottery is being able to do stupid stuff with the money immediately. Yeah, but I also think again, it's it's the it's the pressure, it's the peer pressure, your families, your friends. I, I, Craig and I talk about this all the time. You go to Vegas and you win it. Let's say you go on a heater and you win. I don't know, a million bucks playing craps. Nobody asks you for a handout. Because it's like you almost earned it somehow, some way. It was like work. But if you win the lottery, it's like everybody's got their hand out because that's found money. Um, I've got uh, some breaking news here. Craig was actually correct on this. You know what? I you are and you you have such a damn attitude, like you're out of your mind. Like I'm so well, I'm used to that. it, but I'm used I to it. I knew I was freaking right. You didn't know. Yes, so I did. It, no, you did. It does say Kennebunkport was the summer home of former U.S. President George H.W. Bush yeah. and father of so suck it. George Bush. Uh, hey, I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> Rick 3.0. He, he he admits all mistakes, but I'm just so used to it. Kern, are we going to have to watch Mommy and Daddy fight? No, we're fine. Yes, we are. No. Nah, we're fine. Anyway, there was one person in the state of Texas that won a million bucks. Yeah, was it Ooh. you? I did buy a ticket. Remember that I had that one ticket that won $4? Yeah. Got me two tickets. Nice. Nice. But I haven't looked. So yeah. if by chance the million dollars was claimed at the racetrack on the corner of Royal Lane and MacArthur... I have a chance. It's not in the outskirts enough. It's got to be in the boonies somewhere, man. In Maine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In Maine. Interesting. Anyway. Anyway. So. Well, sorry. Well, We're here. Can we uh, write off the 20 bucks we each put in? Is that a gambling loss? Uh, yeah, I guess you, have, you can attach it to. <laughs> write win- off the 20. I think you can attach it to your gambling winnings and reduce it from your gambling winnings. That's the only way you can take losses of gambling. But then you have to report your gambling winnings. And what if Who does that? Well, if you if you make a certain amount in Vegas, they'll give you they'll, they'll give report you it. But not if you're playing your buddies in a friendly match. Correct. Right. Yeah. I wonder how that all is going to change now that we all pay each other by Venmo, though. Well, didn't Venmo start having a a limit on a business side? Not on a personal side. I thought, personal side, it's like, me, I, I thought it was like 5000 or something. They could have started reporting it. No, no and, it's less than that. It's like 650 bucks, I think. Well, my, my Venmo can only go to 4000 I oh. can only 
I can only send four thousand, and it stops me for the week. Yeah, wow, how, how, do you that. Know, how do you know that? Yeah, because I, you know I that? because I still support kids who are taking classes and living in New York City. And don't, trust me, four thousand dollars. If I got off of four thousand for a month, it'd be it'd be an easy month for me. Don't you have Don't you have a bank account? Yeah, a joint bank you account. Just, you just transfer right. money to it. Yes, but I can't send him more. I send him money by Venmo. It's the way I send him the money. When he says, hey, look, I need rent. Rent's due. I send yeah, yeah. him money by Venmo. Yeah. Well, yeah, what, what Rick is asking is don't you have like Zelle or something through your bank account? Yeah. Where they're not pinching you for whatever it is? The craziest part is Venmo doesn't cost any money. Venmo does if you want your money immediately. They're, they take a, like, my mom's caregiver. Mm-hmm. She finally realized that I was Venmoing her her, her weekly check. Or weekly money, and she goes, man, I just realized I want my money immediately. They take a percentage. Really? Yeah. After if you wait three days, you don't. It's, there's no charge. Yeah, Zell so goes Zell directly to your bank account. Yeah, mm-hmm. Zell doesn't charge. Well, I could. I guess I could switch to Zell, but in my world of my friends who pay each other through in our golf bets, it's yeah. all Venmo. Huh. So that's why I use Venmo. I know you like the ding. You like the little I turned sound. it off. And Why? When I got a new phone, I turned it off, and I can't find a way to put it back on. It drives me nuts because now right here. Yeah. Kern helps us out with all that. <laughs> and that sucks. <laughs> I don't get the little ding anymore. Okay, Damn so it. okay, so let's back up. So now I'm curious. Eli, where did Ted Kennedy drive uh, off the bridge and I, marry Chappaquiddick. Joe Kopetnik? Yeah, it was Chappaquiddick. Was it Chap- Okay, yeah. Chappaquiddick. Okay, that it was Massachusetts, Thank you. by the way. Thank yeah. you. Uh, and yeah. I did say that. I get it. All right, you know it's all kind of, it's all kind of, things are getting a little bit hazy out here. It almost turning sixty six. So yeah, this uh, is Rick's I'll, last show. No. <laughs> wow. Not, not yet. It's not buried wow. just yet. Not, not yet. <laughs> not yet. Yeah, double sixes soon. How about that? How about that? Good for you. Well, it's better than shot seventy five this week. I shot two four overs in a row that how about at 66 that? so 65 66 next week next week the 18th yes everybody send him happy birthday venmo him a penny so he just <laughs> dings all day <laughs> that would be funny i'll do a kickstarter for my 66th birthday we'll see how that goes i just want penny donations i want to hear them i just want to hear the, the sound i'll venmo you a dollar in pennies i know guys use pay off and bets with pennies Boy, that's so spare. It's so sucky. All right, so we have Kern out of your engineering. Good morning to you, buddy. Good morning to you. How you looking? How how you feeling? I'm feeling good. How's the diet coming along? It's good. Yeah? Yeah. Looking svelte. Um, You know, holidays. Holidays are tough. But it's okay. All right. We got it. We're on train. Nice. And you started before the New Year's resolution. Yes, I did. So good for you. And back at the station, Kevin Landrum, who I believe you, you said you were ill? I'm feeling much better. Say that much. I'm not dead yet. Not dead yet. <laughs> okay. We have Dottie doing tickers today? Uh, it was Dottie, but instead oh. you have the dulcet tones of Ryan Baldwin. What happened to Dottie? Take it easy, Baldwin. Oh, hey. Whoa. Uh, <laughs> not not that I'm besmirching you. but I'm I was just... scheduled to work tomorrow, but I also worked the Stars game this afternoon, and Dottie's kid has a basketball game that he wanted to see, so it worked out well for us to swap. How old's Dodd's kid? I, he's, I think he's, he's like four. in his 40s. Yeah. He's in his 40s. 
Didn't he? No. Dodd's kid is Dottie not is 40. No, he's no. saying Dottie is in his 40s. His you know, I've never met him. Uh, we the... haven't been at the station in forever. So I swear I saw a picture of him. Is he bald with a goatee? He is bald with a beard. Else? Okay. Okay, never mind. <laughs> this is the... He looked older. Rick E-break hour. <laughs> you know what? Don't give a crap. <laughs> All right, so it is 8-12 on the little ticket. Let's get this show on the road because we are peeling out in all different directions, wheels flying everywhere. Up next, man, it's Meltdown City the last two weeks, and we'll get into that next on the little ticket. You know, if you go to invitedclubs.com, there's uh, like 15 different privately owned country clubs in the area. I don't know they had that many. It's yeah. pretty good. Craig is a member at all of them. Yes, he is. Well, if you're a member at one, you can play other. Places. You have access to the all. Craig That's Ranch, true. Las Colinas, Stonebriar, Glen Eagles. You got Trophy Club. You got. I mean, they're all over the Metroplex too, so, and all different price ranges. And I always treat country clubs kind of like, uh, well, uh, kind of like going to the gym. You want it to be kind of convenient. So mm-hmm. there's ones all around the Metroplex, one near you. So check out invitedclubs.com. 8.30, we got a leaderboard over in Hawaii, and boy, one of our own. Haven't seen that in a while. But first, speaking of meltdowns, so last week, I'm watching this. Colin Morikawa had a six-shot lead after 54 holes. And John Rahm bogeys the first hole. So he's officially like eight shots back. <laughs> And even on the backside, Morikawa was still way ahead. And then he started melting down. Then he couldn't chip. And then he couldn't putt. And then at one point, he looked at the leaderboard, and he went, uh-oh. Because he saw Rom was just, I mean, he just eagled the hole and all that. And I'm telling you, from personal experience, I think one of the toughest things to do is continue playing well with a big lead. Because what do you want to do? You don't want to cough it up, so what do you do? You don't. You start playing defensive. But I think that's in any sport. That's like what I'm I've saying. Watched, I've watched so much football lately, where one team's got a big lead and they go back their, into they go back into prevent. Yep. Yeah, I don't know why you just don't. You know, I think it's human nature, like you said. But I know for facts, and we used to do the like. So this is our 25th year of uh, Avid Golfer Magazine. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Eli, being the executive editor that he is, we've, we're trying to come up with things that we... Did you actually promote him just now? I did. All and, right. and he did a damn fine job. Yeah, how about that? Thank you. yeah. You're now the executive editor. Yeah. Pretty good, bud. Does <laughs> <laughs> this come with a pay raise? Uh, that's not me. You get one next week and you know you do. All right. There you go. So how about, about that? that? All right. See? With a new tie. You need new business cards? Executive. <laughs> no. It's the year of I, Eli Jordan. I still have a desk full of them that I've Me too. given about three of them out. The only one that goes through them like water like is our, our sales rep, Steve Anthony. Yeah. He makes it rain wherever he goes. Okay. Anyway. Executive editor. Yeah. I like it. So we're coming up with all the things we that have happened significantly over, over the 25 years. And one of them was the Avid Media Golf Tournament, the match play, where we had a bunch of. Media uh, Madness. Media Madness. And that's coincidental. That's when I started writing for the magazine because we put Craig on the air one day, ambushed him because we didn't. Corby and I were doing the show at the time, and, and Craig didn't put either one of us in the 
in the match play, even though we were the only golf show in the area. So somebody Didn't dropped out. Didn't listen at the time. Didn't know. Yeah. Um, Scott Murray bowed out. I said, Corby, why don't you play, and I'll write about it. And then I just handicapped the field and just hammered everybody. But it was fun. But when I did play, I didn't cough up one four-hole lead. I coughed up two. Coughed up one to Kid Craddock, who wound up winning that year. And I wound up coughing one up to Tim Kalashaw. Coincidentally, both times was when Craig drove up in a golf cart. I'm not putting two to do. I'm up four. Yeah, I was. And so I understand you get tentative. And whatever brought you there, I mean, he hadn't bogeyed a hole in like 66 holes that day. And then when, you know, Rom has nothing to lose. Mm-mm. Might as well go for pins. Man, but that is the toughest watch. You guys watch? Yeah. God, that was tough. Did you? So you saw that he was the only player over the weekend that made three bogeys in a row. The yeah. Only, the only player in the field. So well that that entire golf course was is so for those guys it's so easy. Yeah. I mean you've played that course before. Yes, I have. It's fun. And I, and and the thing about that golf course is you don't really understand how easy it is for them because none of us are that long. There are certain areas of that golf course where if you hit it at a certain point you'll get 60, slide. 70, 80 yeah. yards of roll and all of a sudden a 7,100-yard golf course plays like 6,000 to them. It's a birdie yeah. fest, and there was no win that week, right? Well, which and, never happens And, and to your point, uh, the, the birdie fest, you know, if you look at the last two years, what John Rahm has yep. done to that golf course, he's like 60 under par and like 38 under on the back nine. Cam Smith in, shot the I mean, all-time record. I think it was like 34, I don't know, some crazy number, and that was the only reason Rahm lost yeah. last year. Either so, way, it's, it's a course that if you – if you do start having issues and leaking a little oil, people can run you down yes. pretty easily. Yeah, and if you've gone that whole time without a bogey, and then you get one, ah, okay, then you get another one, and then you start seeing, you start hearing roars somewhere because I, I don't know where Rom was in the field. He must have been, but you could hear. He was it. ahead of him for yeah, sure. Yeah, you could definitely hear it. And yeah, like Craig said, I've seen it in other sports, and it's it's. Well, it's the Greg Norman. I mean, it, it's the worst thing in the world to watch. You just watch you guys, especially in golf, because you just slowly implode. There's nowhere to hide. Nowhere to hide, nowhere to blame. So they had a list, and I forgot about this. So this is the list of all the guys that have blown six-shot leads with a 54-hole lead. Eli Jordan, Rick Arnett. When did you lose with a six hole lead? Pretty much every time I play. <laughs> you have six hole. You have six shot leads. <laughs> well, it's also you know it's all pressure's all relative too. You're trying to shoot your all time lowest round, right? And you go, man, if I just par these last two holes, I'm going to break ninety, eighty, seventy, whatever it is, and it never. It, that's yeah. the toughest thing in the world. But when you have John Claude Van Dam, yep, in your back, Veld, John Van Veld, yeah, yeah, or Van Dam. Yeah. The karate I mean, guy. Yeah. I don't know if he plays how, how golf. Long, how big if you was want his... to do the splits between some <laughs> chairs. How big was his lead? Vanderveld, he had a, what, three-shot lead going in the last three one? Three or four. Yeah, but he was, it? it was more than that before that, though, wasn't it? Well, it doesn't matter. He yeah, had three shots sure. going yeah. in the last hole, and that was excruciating. And that, that drama might have been the best ever because he had to make a, what, a five, six-footer just to get in the playoff. Yep. And then last year it was Mito Pereira was a bad one. Oh, and he, that 18th hole? Oh, God. It looked like somebody I mean, electrocuted hole, him. Those were one-hole meltdowns, but both of those guys, 
had a major one. Yeah. All they had to do was just. And that was one of the worst swings I ever saw of a professional on that 18th hole for yeah. Mito Pereira. Man, it, yeah. looked like, it looked like he got electrocuted. Okay, yeah. so what I didn't re- remember is Scotty Scheffler blew a six-shot 54-hole lead in yes, the 2022 did. Tour Championship. Yes, he did. Didn't know that. Dustin Johnson did it at a uh, WGC. Sergio did it. Greg Norman did it. Hal Sutton. Sergio did it with a epic meltdown. 2005 Wachovia Championship. And that's I think that's when he was re-gripping out of his ass. Can you do that? <laughs> you remember Sorry. that, though? You re-gripped yeah, like... Yeah. Where, where, where was his club? I mean, I might have worded that a little differently. Yeah. Like when he was having trouble pulling the trigger, for example. Well, I hope he wiped it off first. Yeah. <laughs> Stupid. Anyway, to Morikawa's credit, I mean, he he faced the music. He went to the he went to, into the media room afterwards, and he, he was shell shocked. I mean, he's done it before. He did it last year. Well, and, and you know, hey, you mentioned that list of guys that have done that. You have to be a good player to even put yourself in that situation yeah, to, yeah. to be able to melt down a lead like right. that. So you don't see a lot of guys that are. You know, for example, guys that are towards the top of the leaderboard this week, you're not going to see a lot of those guys melt down a six-row lead because they're never in the lead, and they certainly are never ahead by six. So it's yes, it can be embarrassing, I'm sure, for those guys, but there's not a lot of players that are in that situation. Okay, so how about this stat? So in the last three years, the 54-hole leader on tour is only one like 58% of the time. Yeah. When Tiger had a 54-hole lead, he won 98% of the time. You think we'll see him at the Genesis? Well, he's the host. He'll be there. I don't know if he'll play. I think, honestly, I believe he'll try to play the Masters. Try. But, um, man, the other ones, I just think, unless he, he can start walking again, I don't think it's happening. I yeah. think he'll wait till the – honestly, this is the reason why I think he'll play the Champions Tour. He'll get bored. He want to have uh, playing some competition, and he can still hit the ball. He just can't walk to it. So um, it's sad. I mean, I don't like to see any sports injuries, but he's got you know a boatload. And I wonder if if he won't take a media job. Huh? Interesting. Well, you know who'd have been awesome was Phil Mickelson. Mm-hmm. He would have been perfect in the booth, and he just shot himself in the foot. Sure, nobody's going to hire him. At least, mm-hmm. at least if the PGA Tour has anything to do with it. Yeah. Although, you know what? If everything he he took his he took himself off this lawsuit, he did. So I'm thinking over time, if the live kind of dissolves and it kind of just fades away, I think the PGA Tour says, you know, there's enough star power there. Yeah, bygones be bygones. Yeah, we all made mistakes. We made the PGA Tour better. Um, God, he would be so good in the booth. He'd be better than Tiger, I think. Yeah. Because he's a little more um, outgoing, a little more open. Mm-hmm. I mean, when Tiger's on the broadcast, he's good. But Mickelson's a whole different game because he, he likes to – he's just a little more engaging. I, I just don't know how, how long Tiger would be able to do it before he started getting bored with it. That's what I'm thinking. That's what I'm thinking. But when he goes up in the booth when he's hosting one of the events, he's he's good. He's great in small doses, but if yeah. you make him do it every week, I, I don't know that he's going to stay as engaged. Yeah. I wonder if uh, golf is different than the NFL. So how much could Phil have, have asked for from CBS or NBC? How much would they have given? So if 
if uh, Aikman and Romo are getting about $18 million a year and they're only doing like 20 games, it's not like they're doing a full season. And yeah, I know NBC and CBS split them, but at least 10, don't you think? Off. Don't you think it would be 10? Yeah, at least probably. Half. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, it's too bad. We all lost on and that And I think, I think Tiger, Tiger gets Aikman money if he says I'll do it. Probably. Mm-hmm. I, they find they find the money somewhere. Yep. Well, I mean, whenever Brady retires, he's already got a contract for three hundred million dollars. Yeah. With who? With Fox. Really? Yeah. Three hundred million. Three hundred million over how many years? With tens? Yeah, something like that. Now, there's probably uh, other stuff. He has to do corporate outings. He has right. to do other BS. But yeah, three hundred million, and he could be. There's Actually, no guarantee what he's, he could be Mont- Joe Montana, who was horrible. It's, it's worse than you think. Ten years, $375 million. So really? Almost, almost $400 million. How did I not see that? Oh. Huh. That's why we have the three of us yeah. back each other up. So it's out there. and But, again, the NFL, I mean, the most you're going to do, even with playoff games, maybe a couple of exhibitions, maybe 20? Yeah. So that's a – You know, in 10 years, in 10 years – I'll be older. You're paying Tom Brady – Thirty-seven million dollars, or whatever it is. Yeah. yeah. I, like, does any do my kids even know who Joe Montana is? Do my kids even know who Troy Aikman was? They kind of know. Yeah, he certainly hopes so. He hasn't played for twenty years. Yeah, right? that's what I'm saying. I mean, my kids don't never were or weren't alive. When, I mean, I get that, but if you've lived in DFW for twenty five, they years, know who Troy Aikman you should is. Should probably know who Troy Aikman. Yes, is. they know who Roger Stallback is. But do they? Are they going to get excited to hear him on TV or excited to? I don't know if I honestly, and we're in the media, so I would hope it'd be different. But I, I'm not sure. Outside of the original Monday Night Football crew. I'm not sure anybody moves the needle like like let's say Aikman and Buck, wherever or they're uh, great. I or think Al Michael, great. but Al Michaels and um, Herb Street, Her, Kurt, Herb Street or Collinsworth. I, I'm not watching it for them. I, I never think, have. That's where you and I have always had a, and are you are way more into who's doing the announcing than I have. Like I said, because in the beginning, now John Madden was awesome. Yeah, it's it's. Like it's there, there's, I think there's some nostalgia to it. You yeah. know, like for me, even hearing like when you see inevitably every Thanksgiving when somebody posts the intro from the 1993 Thanksgiving Day game and you hear Summerall and Madden's yeah. voice, like there's nostalgia there. Yeah, yeah. Or the Monday Night Football. Like, right. The original. That was well, like, that if, was if an event. If you're a Howard Cosell guy, you know, because that's who you grew up listening to, or, or Ben Scully, or whoever it is. But I mean, back back then, with Monday Night Football, it didn't even matter who the, what the game was. Those three, you had to watch because yeah. somebody was going to go off the wall. Right. That's right? true. So I don't know. I mean, I think I think it matters. I mean, obviously, they're they're not going to pay guys forty million dollars a year if it doesn't matter. I mean, there are broadcast teams that I enjoy more than others. True. I mean, there are some that I will. Yes, I, I completely, but I, guarantee- I completely check out if I know that so and so is broadcasting the game. Like I don't actively listen to the play-by-play and the analyst work like I would if it's. But you group. won't. But it's still a game you'll watch. You first, I guarantee right. you, first look and see which game do I want to see. Right. And you may you may turn the sound down if it's an announcing crew you don't like. But you're not changing what game you watch based on the announcer. Okay, how about the what, uh, we, uh, That's not true. All things considered, if it's two games and I really don't have a horse in the race, like if I don't care about either team, I will watch the game that has the better broadcasting crew. So, like in the next, was there three games today, three games tomorrow? 
Or two games, three and I two, think something two like that. Two today, three tomorrow, and then the Cowboys game. Okay, today. you does either of you have any idea who's broadcasting them? I and is that going to make a difference? For not you? one for me. I'm going to watch games. Look, I'm not going to watch playoff games. Yeah, I'm Eli, not going to. So I'm not watching. I'm not watching the Miami game because it should be a route. Yeah. I don't care who's announcing yeah. that game, and I'm not going to watch it. But I'm probably going to watch a Jacksonville Chargers game because that's going to be the closest game. Okay, it's fair enough. And I don't know who's going to be announcing crew. I'm just going to watch that game. Right. And that's How about Chuck Pedersen. <laughs> I don't know that he's going to be broadcast. Chuck Federson gets a little gets a little pub in the did, air. Did, yeah, did, did Chuck think that he would ever be a drop on the ticket? Let's ask him. <laughs> all right, that was brought to you by the greatness of Arcus Golf. They have a multitude of courses in the Metroplex at all different price ranges, and um, you can get their players program card. You can go, you know, have unlimited uh, use of their ranges and all that, and you get discounted rounds of golf. A lot of good stuff out there at ArcusGolf.com. All right, up next, we have a leaderboard in one of our own. Took a fall. If you uh, if you pay me enough, I'll take the middle. Mark that. The Texas Junior Golf Tour and the City of Arlington Golf Courses bring you this segment at 8.50. So I missed last week because I was hot tubbing while they were on the show. <laughs> With your girlfriend. With my girlfriend, yes. <clears throat> um. Something happened last week that really miffed me. I'm going to bring that up at uh, 8.50. And then some uh, some home talk at 9.10. I'm thinking about doing something I haven't done for five years. You, you had me do a little research. Yeah. And I'm very perplexed at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. There's another thing. They're thinking of banning something that a lot of people like to use. So we'll do that at, uh, at 9.10. But first, we got a leaderboard. And they're playing out at the Sony Open in Hawaii. I think it's the third longest sponsored event with the same sponsor, Sony. And it's been around forever. I It doesn't show well on TV to me. I mean, I played Kapalua, where they played last week. Never played Wailea. And the only thing memorable about it is, is the is the the W of the, pint, of the palm trees on the mm-hmm. 17th hole. Other than that, it, it doesn't do much for me. What about you guys? I, Whatever. Yeah. It looks okay. I mean, I, I would certainly love to go to Hawaii and play both of them, but it's not a uh, bucket list type thing. It looks it's bland. Definitely not a bucket list. It looks Kapalua bland. should be. It should it's be. Fun. I, I agree. Like. Kapalua intrigues me a lot more than mm-hmm. this week. You'd I like mean, it just a lot. Being on the, just to spend in a week in Maui yeah, is it's, fun. It's awesome. Sounds like it'd be very affordable. Nothing in Hawaii <laughs> is affordable, buddy. Nothing in Hawaii. But we have a leaderboard, and not too many uh, – uh, high tone names in this one because they all played last week. Well, but, there's one that will be co- is going to become a big name, I think. It's the first full field of the year, and Chris Kirk, who he recovered from alcoholism and depression, he's been sober for three years. He is leading at 11 under par. Might be the most boring interview you and I have ever done. When we do him, didn't he win the Nelson? Colonial, didn't he? Colonial. Yeah, it was I don't, colonial, yeah. It must have been that memorable. I don't remember. Yes, he was so boring. <laughs> yeah, obviously really left an impression on he you guys. He was so boring. 64-65, he's leading a guy that you need to keep watching. Yes. Taylor Montgomery. 2015 Colonial champ, by the way. There you go. Mm-hmm. Taylor Montgomery, 10 under par. Man, that guy's got some game. Keep an eye on him. I mean, that, seriously, he's, 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 a, um, he's kind of an under-the-radar under, under the radar 
He, he, he won't be soon. Yeah, he's 27. He's my kid's age, or one of my kid's age. He went to UNLV, uh-huh. which is not a powerhouse. It's a good pl- – I mean, Charlie Hoffman went there. A couple guys went to UNLV, but it's not a powerhouse. not Oklahoma State. It's not no, Texas. No. It's not Arizona State. And uh, he, But he's really, really good. He's a big guy. Yep. J.J. Spawn. Let's bring him up real quick. He – he uh, won Valero last year, one of those events, and so he got in for the first time, and uh, he did pretty well last week, so he's tied for second. So the big bit for him, Ricky Fowler started it off in Hawaii when, back when he was winning. Um, he wore a Hawaiian shirt untucked. Yep. So in the golf world, which really needs to lighten up a little bit, Immediately, poles going up, you know, tucked, untucked, when you want it. When I like the look. I did. I mean, sooner or later, they're going to capitulate and they're going to do, they're going to allow shorts. Something. At least in Hawaii. By the way, you brought up Ricky Fowler. Yeah. Have you guys been looking at the latest buzz on him? I've seen his new swing. It looks good. He's got good. a brand new swing and everybody's just raving about it. Looks good on the on the practice range. But what is he, 31, 32? Something like that. And you redo your swing at 31, 32, is it going to hold up? That tiger, I root for swing. him. I will too. say I openly root for Ricky. For Ricky. Well, that that was the one guy. I Ricky honestly, Fowler, thirty-four. Well, thirty-four. That was the one guy I thought Liv was going to go hard after. I I would have thought so too, because he wasn't winning anything. He was kind of, but he was such a name. He's such a marketable commodity. Still moves the needle a little yeah, bit. Yeah, he doesn't do. The, he wonder, to, wonder what his contract with Puma is. How big it is? Probably pretty decent. But he's, I bet it, it was probably a lot. But if you remember, I don't, who was it who Faldo said, you know, get off all the ads and start working on your game or something. Yeah. said something to him last year. I mean, he was in, last year he was in every ad. He's got to be making a fortune off the course. To take the live, he had to look around and say, look, all these sponsors I'm going to lose. Maybe. Yeah. Don't know. Uh, maybe. Uh, let's see. There's And then there's some names you might not be familiar with. Uh, Hayden Buckley's at 900. David Lipsky. Who I thought was a lot younger. He's 34 years old. Yeah, he's an old guy. And then there's some guys that Craig knows, or maybe he like that. I have no. I mean, I just don't. Austin Egro, Austin Eckert's a player. Yep. He's uh, he was a top amateur for a while. Uh, Denny, Denny McCarthy. We bring him up all the time because we were betting. Um, Bet DraftKings with him. Yeah, because he's, you know, he's been one of the better putters. Yes. On tour for all over. Stephen, Stephen Yeager. I thought. Um, he was one of those guys who was awesome on the Corn Ferry. Corn Ferry. I think he even got a Battlefield promotion. May I believe have. he did. And I just expected him to do better after he got in. Uh, but, uh, but you know, he's tied for ninth. Uh, uh, Maverick McNeely. He's the son of the... Kern, help me out. You're Mr. Silicon Sun Valley. Microsystems, Sun right? Microsystems. Yeah. yeah, billionaire. By the way, Art Salinger just popped in. Be easy on UNLV not being a powerhouse. I forget. Didn't Art Adam Salinger Scott? went to UNLV. Did, didn't Adam hey, Scott we, go there? Ne- neither of us said it. You're the one that said yeah, it. Yeah, you said well, it. You said it to me. I was just bringing it up. Okay. I, I mean, I, Grandmama went there, you know, so. Grandmama. Yeah, Larry Johnson. Larry Johnson did. Well, they were a powerhouse in basketball for That's a brief true. time when Tarkadia was there. Yeah. Uh, Stuart Sink, who he has the greatest um, uh, tan lines on his head. Yes, he does have the the golf yarmulke. Like he does a have a golf yarmulke. Tan. It looks like he's wearing the like a stocking cap. Very weird. Adam Scott is tied for twenty third. Uh, 
He's five under par. He just became the seventh golfer in PGA Tour history to amass over sixty million in winnings. Did career he, winnings? Who's caddying for him this week? I don't think it's uh, Dan Marino. I don't think it's Dan Marino. <laughs> no, Stevie and, Williams caddying this week. I don't think so. I didn't watch much of his game uh, this this weekend or the Thursday or Friday. But uh, I don't know if he, if Steve Williams is just going to do the majors with him. I'm not sure. I've seen kind of stories back and forth with what they want to do. Hey, it, is it is it weird to you? Yes. Like, uh, yes. Right. I mean, having one guy caddy for you all the, all all season, and all of a sudden the majors come, you get another guy caddy for you. You know what? If I'm the caddy that caddies for Adam Scott in in the lesser events, I'll take it any day because he's a. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that the the, the it's just a, that change at certain times. If you've got a good groove and chemistry going with the one guy, and all of a sudden you get a new guy coming in. Yeah, it's like having a mistress. You know, you just change it up a little bit. <sighs> Harris English is tied for 23rd. Uh, let's see. But man, you got to go down the leaderboard and start seeing some names that you go, huh. Um, Brian Harmon's playing pretty well this year. He's a foreigner uh, tied for 33rd. Hideki Matsuyama, who's the defending champion, he's tied for 46th. And Tyson Alexander, who who's won the the Corn Ferry event out at uh, Rangers, back to back years, two first guy ever to do it on the Corn Ferry tour. He's at uh, three under. Ryan Palmer made the cut. Got a boy. Good for him. And then you start going down to the bottom. Okay, so before we get to our our feature, Rory Sabatini, he was tied for second on Thursday. Started his round, double, 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 bogey. Mm. So he went from like tied for second to like eighty sixth in four holes. He's played this. Uh, he's played this tournament for twenty five years, I think, something like that. It's a lot. But <clears throat> the big news is one Jordan Spieth, who led after the first round with a sixty four, and uh, they asked him after the round. Um, you know, how you feeling about your game? What's going on? And he goes, what did he say here? Um, find it. Uh, I'm confident relative to other people, uh, other time periods I've been off in sim- similar stars. This is when he shot the 64, which is a really good place to be. I believe I can shoot five or six under each day out of here. Not to say that it means it'll happen, but there are other times I would be sitting there going, how do I hold this S together? Well, he was prophetic because he had four bogeys in a row. At one point, after seven holes, he had a 99.8% chance of making the cut. <laughs> he did not make the cut. He did not no. make the cut, and but it's funny. He hit seven fairways yesterday. It was only... It was only, six. He only had one less fairway hit than he did Thursday when he shot a 64. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, the putter was uh, not working. Couldn't yesterday. get it to the hole. Yeah, yeah. He was leaving a lot of stuff short. And it, it's weird. I think I read that this is the first time since that tournament's been there since 1965. Mm-hmm. First time ever that a first round leader failed to make the cut. There. Oof. Yeah. It's a tough one. It's you know what? He's still, to me, uh, as good as Rory is and those guys. There's nobody more interesting to watch than Jordan. So give you, I'll give you this stat. Okay. I'll hit you with some knowledge here. I like, I like stats. Round one. Strokes gained putting, 3.5. Oh, 
just out. That, that's that's got to be it's almost impossible. Just Round two, one. strokes gain punting, minus one point four. Yeah, that's not good. That's that a six good. five stroke difference, just in putting. Yep, and he had he had a birdie putt on eighteen at the time. It was going was going to allow him to make the cut, and he didn't do it. Uh, the guy that was favored to win this. So if you go to uh, you know couple of the Twitter sites Craig and I follow, it will tell you who was picked the most that week. And that would be one Tom Kim, the speed Jordan Speed's new best friend. Bless well they can take a they can take a plane home together now. Yeah, he shot one over. He was picked by like thirty five percent. Very harsh. Yeah, it's kind I didn't of mean to be harsh. Yeah. I look both of those guys are gonna have really good years. I wanna say that's the first say... cut that's the first cut Tom Kim has missed. Uh, do you know that for a fact? No, but I swear I read it somewhere. So I'm going with it unless you, you write it down and then write it. Right? Uh, I probably write it down, then write it. You write, then write it. <laughs> Sun JM, another big name. He missed the cut. Uh, so Keegan Bradley missed the cut. By the way, he lost 30 pounds in the off season. Went all keto. Harry Higgs missed the cut. Billy Horschel, holy crap. So last week, he was one of only two guys to be over par. And he... Didn't do any much better this week. So Tom Kim uh, did not miss a cut this year yet. Okay. Um, but in 2021-22, yeah. missed a cut at the PGA Championship. Okay. I stand corrected again. That's my, that's my 2023 Rick Arnett. I'll acknowledge all mistakes. Uh, so there you go. So you got the weekend rounds going there. Um, uh yeah, I have no clue who's going to win this thing. By the way, real quick. Yeah. Our buddy Mike Broson chimed in because he. Well, hi, Mike. During when the Corn, Ter- Corn Ferry Championship was at uh, Craig Ranch, he yeah. used to house some kids. Yeah. He housed Taylor Montgomery. Nice. And he reminds me, and you'll remember this because you went and played, his dad, general manager at Shadow Creek in Las Vegas. Really? Monty Montgomery. Remember yeah. calling Monty yeah, to get yeah, us yeah, on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, how'd you like to grow up playing Shadow Creek? That would be okay. That wouldn't suck. I'd like to just play Shadow Creek, much less grow up. You know what? I would play it once. I'll never forget. That was the toughest course for me as a media member to ask to get on. It had to go all the way up to the executive VP of the MGM to grant it. And I think now it cost Mm 1000 bucks. They just moved it to 1000 yeah. But people say that's the craziest thing ever, right? Well, think about it. So that's thousand bucks for probably five hours. So you could easily lose that at the table. You know, yesterday at eight thirty, Gordon took the microphone around Choctaw Casino and yep. had plenty of people to talk to at eight thirty in the morning. Yep. They had five hours to go play Shadow Creek. Imagine what they'd have saved. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. So if, if you're looking for entertainment value on an hourly basis, two hundred bucks an hour. At least you know you're unless you're betting. Yeah. Um, it's at least you know what your uh, what your top line is there. Yep. All right, it is eight fifty five on a Saturday morning. Should be really nice out today, by the way. And that was brought to you by Pure Swing Golf. All right, up next, I think it's kind of sorry what one of the most popular players on tour did last week or didn't do. Nine oh four ish on the little ticket. Uh-oh. You got the tee box I'm a little late. Uh, Eli Jordan, Craig Rosengarden, and your shoe is Rick Arnett. We have everybody in the house today. Current Engineering back at the station, Kevin Landrum and Ryan Baldwin doing kickers. 
We'll be on until 10 o'clock today. Oh, my God. I'm so full. <sighs> this segment and that statement brought to you by United Ag and Turf and Mercedes-Benz of Plano. They have the, all the new uh, EVs out there at Mercedes-Benz of Plano, all the electric cars. So if that floats your boat, I'd go up there. United Ag has all the new big green machines. Yeah, if you want a John Deere, that floats your boat. Yep. Go get that, too. All right, 910. A um, little bit of home talk. I'm thinking about doing something, f- again, for the first time in five years. And I told Craig something yesterday because it affects him. And yeah, he I'm was startled really, by it. I never saw that. And so he did some research. It has to do about something people use a lot, um, especially in Texas, in the kitchen. And they're thinking about banning it. But, so last week, it was the Century... Tournament of Champions. It was awesome. It was during uh, prime time. The oh, the views are magnificent. Uh, I've been fortunate enough to play the courses. They're great. Uh, they didn't have any wins, so everybody was just killing it, except for Colin Morikawa on the last few holes. But one guy was not in the field, and I found it very hypocritical. And that would be one guy that I really enjoy and I root for. And I want him to win the Masters in the worst way this year. And that would be Rory McIlroy. So he took the the lead on the PGA Tour versus Liv. And he was the spokesman. And I commend him for that. It was kind of him and Justin Thomas, I guess. But he was the most outspoken. He answered all the questions. This is why we need to do this. This is why the PGA Tour needs to do that. And the Century was the first elevated tour event. They're going to have eight of them this year. And the elevated tour events are kind of like a glorified WGC event. Instead of an $8 million purse, there's $20 million. So there's a lot of money. So the, the sponsor, Century, or anybody else that's going to sponsor a elevated tour event, they're going to have to spend over double <clears throat> to keep that sponsorship. But the theory is everybody has to play in those events. That was why they did it. So TV likes it. The fans like it. There's a guarantee there, right? But the PGA Tour gave the players one out, and that was you could skip one of the eight. And Rory McIlroy decided to skip the first one. Which I thought was in really bad taste. Why? Because it's his. Because he was the leader. I you, mean, you you're got allowed to, lead to by skip example. one. He just decided to skip the first one that's in Hawaii, where nobody's going to see him because it's in Maui, for God's sake. Yeah, but it's TV. Nobody goes to. See, if you look at the yeah TV it's, coverage, it's versus, still it's still football season. I, I, I mean, I don't know why you're so hard on if he plays the other seven. Well, he has to. Yeah. So what's the difference? Because you're, it's the first they're, event. They're all going to miss one, and he decided you don't know what he had kid issues. He, he had, didn't. He just took the week off, he said. And I just I just thought from a symbolism standpoint, if you're carrying that mantle and you're carrying the torch and you're doing all this, I think the first event, he was the only name, and he's yeah. the biggest name. I, I can see where you're coming from. I mean, I don't necessarily blame him because you don't know what he's got going on in his personal life, and maybe he didn't want to travel to Hawaii and deal with all that. But, yeah, it does seem like if, if you are that outspoken and you are the new – figurehead for mm-hmm. the PGA Tour, 
then yeah, playing in the first event of the year where all of the champions gather from the previous year seems like it would be a no-brainer, but I, I mean... You, you just don't know what he's got going to on. To me, it was just symbolism. He said he just, I, I decided to take this week off. Yeah. And it's his prerogative. They're, you know, they're independent contractors, but they all signed up for this bit. And he was the spearhead of we're going to have these elevated events so we get everybody in one place at least at this amount of these, these time frames. I mean, you're taking one week of what? Well, I didn't say it was, a, I didn't, I wouldn't complain if it was Genesis. But I thought for the first event of the year, it's the big kickoff. And I never understood why players took off this event anyway. The, you know what last place paid last week? Not that Rory needs it. $200,000. That's why Mackenzie Hughes won't take it off. But Rory, I mean, but the money's so there. big, the, Rory doesn't care about the 200 grand. And, and I'll say That's this. That's half the problem, I think. You know what? There's as, plenty of guys in that field, though, as, that don't care about the 200 no. grand. Yeah, Jordan was in it, he, Justin Thomas was in it, John Rahm. What if he said to you, you know what, I need to take one week off. I don't want to, and of the of the eight, I'm going to take one. And I'm looking at this field, and 19 of the top 20 FedEx Cup guys are playing this week. If I don't go in, yeah, they don't need me as much as they'll need me in the other seven. Ooh. Well, I, I would why, disagree and, because he's the biggest name. Well, he really is. He's defending champ. He's, he's I don't know. It just, it just now the defending just champ as, part kind of scratches. No, he's my not. Defi- he's not defending champ at that event because I will say in the past this event has, you know, always has the champions. This year they actually added guys who didn't win an event but were in the tour championship. Correct. That's how Colin Morikawa got in. Mm-hmm. Um, and I never understood if you've ever been to Maui, if you've ever been to Kapalua, and the swag these guys get in their hotel rooms, they're taking their wives, their girlfriends, maybe both, I don't know. It seems like such a no-brainer to me that to take off that event, again, if he was just a low-key guy, uh, you know, it doesn't move the needle and he wasn't outspoken or anything, I just thought for the first event of the year, uh, even NBC had their top announcers going. Um, you know, they had Azinger and uh, what's his face? Who's who's the uh, who's the play-by-play announcer? Uh, Dan Hicks. Dan Hicks, yeah. So they had their A game there, their A crew there. <clears throat> I just thought it was in bad taste, poor taste. I'm yeah. not I'm not vilifying him. I just thought, yeah. you know, for what he was symbolizing and everything, I thought it was kind of kind of low. I mean, because everybody else was there, they made time for it, and it was the first event. So, are you so? You're, what you're saying is you're no longer a fan of Rory McIlroy. I am a fan of Rory McIlroy. <laughs> I said I want him to win the Masters in the worst way. I do. I'm rooting for him and him only. But what if what if he said, you know what? I you know I only can play a certain amount. My body can only do a certain amount of of, of events, and I'm gonna I'm 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 eliminating the tour the uh, century the century and playing with the playing in the Byron Nelson. Which isn't an elevated event. Correct. So I would say no, because that's not a contractual bit. The contract that all these guys signed up for to get their PIP money and all this other stuff, they have to play X amount of events. Now, I will grant him one exclusion. This is a Ryder Cup year, and he needs to play, I think, four events on the Euro Tour to qualify. I mean, he'd be a captain's pick, but I get that part. But I don't know. These guys have private jets, and they get everywhere. I just, I just thought, I, I was, I was sad. Maybe not miffed. I was just disappointed. Yeah, I, I, I can't be disappointed until you see the his entire body of 
his entire schedule for the rest of the year. You know, if he beefs it up, if he takes that week off so he can get a little bit extra charge through the month of January yeah. and really plays a bunch more events in, in the season and does and you know, helps some other events that need it more than the century does, I can't fault him on that. So let me ask you guys this, I know we're running late, but if you're a sponsor, okay, you're AT and T, you do not get an elevated event this year even though you are sponsoring at least two events mm-hmm. i know i know it's pebble beach and i know it's the nelson <clears throat> at some point if that means you're not going to get it i mean they're lucky that the nelson's here because jordan's going to play scotty's going to play will's going to play whoever else right so tom those kim are, tom kim now. yes so that's good but let's say the nelson wasn't here um it, it may would it turn into a john deere i don't know because Stars have to play an eight, and then and then I'm wondering how much do the sponsors, when do people start dying off that the people are, are sponsoring the lesser events and they see nobody in their field? Um, how long do they stick around? Well, it depends on the – it's a lot. We don't I know John Deere. We don't have local. John Deere, I mean, the Valero's a local, and they can still, you know – spiff all their customers and everything and and so you know even though san antonio doesn't get a great field it's still a big event for them but everybody's had to raise their game as far yeah. as the sponsorship even if it's not elevated yeah because they're spending more money i don't know i just i wonder how this is all going to fall out and if you're spending a lot of money let's say your business that you're spending this on and you're laying off people at the same time you know you're laying off 15 20 percent of your workforce that doesn't look really good mm-hmm. i don't know i a lot of stuff to think about but these are the things I, I I ponder. So there you go. Uh, that was brought to you by... It's golf. <laughs> I know, but that's what we're talking about. Yeah. Uh, that was brought to you by Ewing Buick GMC, right next to Mercedes-Benz of Plano. Okay, up next, I'll tell you about the weather. Looks pretty good this week. And a little bit of home talk, something I'm going to thinking about doing for the first time in five years and craig is alarmed by something about something in the home they thinking about banning but if you want some uh, discounted golf you should go to golfmoose.com you might remember it as idealgolfer.com we merge with them you can play cheryl park number one and two never been offered before uh tango ridge prairie lakes dear verde Waterview, hidden creek grand oaks the Wolf Dancer, which is one of my favorite courses down in the Hill Country, is now called Lost Pines. And then the courses of Waters Creek is up there, and so is Champion Circle. You can get a stay and play at Links and Lands End. So go to golfmoose.com, and you get some great discounts on golf. 9.30, Craig says he's got a list. He's going to give uh, Eli and I a quiz. Eli Jordan, Craig Rosengarden, Rick Garnett, Kern. Hey, before you get into your uh, Kevin Landrum, right, pers- personal stuff. Yeah, yeah. So, beginning of the show, it's your birthday next week, and yep. I told everybody send you a penny. Yeah. On Venmo. Yeah. Does it cost me? The proof that people half listen. Yep. P1 Jay Coulter. He sent me a hundred bucks. Sent me a dollar. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and guess what? What? I'm keeping it. Ah, why? Well, that's not cool. Yeah, that's not cool at all. Well, I don't care about you. It's my birthday. It is your birthday, Next and you paid me a dollar. Should I transfer the dollar to you? You should. You should just open your wallet and give him a dollar. Do you have a dollar bill? Could do that. I'd have to look. He carries, well, yeah. He carries, he carries cash more than I do. I have to remind myself to go to the go to the ATM. Normally, I don't know anybody that carries cash anymore. 
I've run into this problem dead. more and more lately where I need cash for like tipping purposes. There's some go, people oh, won't, I don't have any There's some places won't even take cash. Oh, a, a lot of them. Yeah. Yeah. All right. This is brought to you by uh, Crest Cars and Yingling Beer. Hey, can I give a quick shout out to the people up at Crest? Yeah, Steph just bought a car. Steph got a new uh, new ride this week. Yeah, they were uh, they were fantastic as always. So thanks to everybody up there. But yeah, she got a, a pre owned Jeep Grand Cherokee, which she really really liked, and they were really it's good looking. Really, yeah, it's it's an awesome car. It's got all the bells and whistles, and but yeah, they were uh, really really good to us up there. So yeah, shout and remember out this. Us. Uh, if you buy a car from Crest, you get two free car details a year, and they do. Yes. That's a real detail. It's not just you know washing it and hosing it down there. No, they do inside and out. My daughter has a uh, Q50, and she's got two dogs in her back seat, look like a kennel. <laughs> and they and they took and they brought it back to brand new. So nice. check it out. Nice. Okay. So the weather looks really good this week. Uh, it is going to be 62 today, 70 tomorrow, 74 Monday, 71 Tuesday, and then 68 Wednesday. Thursday, when Craig usually plays, it's going to be 58, so he'll be bundled up. I'm playing tomorrow, though. But no rain in the forecast. With the croupier group. What's that? It's mean? supposed to be pretty windy tomorrow, yes? He, self, he gave himself his own nickname. He's the croupier. You shouldn't do that. I know. Yeah, I don't like the self-appointed nickname either. Okay, so little home talk. So it's been about five years. Everything in life as you get older, it's the cost of time. What do you want to spend money on to save you time? And what do you want to do yourself? So forever. And I mean forever, ever since I've been a homeowner and, you know, bought my first house at 30. So it's over 35 years. I always did my own lawn, did my own edging, did my own weed blowing, did all that stuff. And I kind of liked it, you know. I, it was something something therapeutic about it. Put on the headphones and just... But when it's 110 degrees out, man, it's a beating. It really is. But, my and one of the things I, I didn't like was being beholden to the gas-powered whatever it is mower edger blower see I, I, <clears throat> that's where you and i differ a bit i like doing yard work and i want a gas-powered blower more than anything because i have so many leaves and i have one that you plug in but it just doesn't have the no you don't the don't power, plug in man. anything don't plug it in because i used to have a plug-in and it would wrap around trees and it yeah. would get caught and it would pop out no you get one of the the new battery-powered ones, and, and you get a battery uh, backup. Oh, those stink. No, they don't. I have one. They're I mean, good. You get the really, if, like, if you have a lot of leaves, they have different voltages for the batteries. Yeah. And if you, I think you can go up to, like, 40 volts, and those things are monsters. Yeah. Like, I have a 19-volt, well, I, I think, on Like, I need stuff. one that is, like, whatever F5 tornado is. Well, That's you can, what I want. You can get the one that turns into a vacuum. And you oh, yeah, and it yeah. would bag it. Yeah, but. which uh, I, I have one of those. The one that I have has that function on it. But, it, like, the bag's not big enough. Like, it doesn't even make a dent. Like, it's easier just to scoop them in a bag yourself. Just blow them in your neighbor's yard. That's always a good plan. Yeah. yeah they love that. I like that. You do it at night. And just you right to the street. No, you just go, wow, man, big north wind last night. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's <laughs> amazing. They all are at the bottom of the hill. So the thing I never liked was the gas uh, option on it because you have to pull this cord and sometimes it doesn't catch and it's too rich and then you got to put oil in it and then you got to 
you still got to go to the gas station and get that because you forgot, and it, it's just a pain in the butt. But my neighbors have got the new electric mowers, all electric, and they're awesome. I mean, you can do, I mean, our yards aren't huge. It's not like an acre or anything. But you can do a whole yard on one charge, and they're as good as my gas. I had a Honda. Honda is like one of the most reliable lawnmowers you can get. I think I've got a snapper, I think. Okay. <laughs> That's funny. I'm not sure why they make me play. Yeah, I think you should. (laughs) Hey, Kevin, I think. uh, Kevin, please mark that. I'm sure it's going to come in handy at some point. (laughs) But but when I I tested out theirs and I said, okay, I'm in. I'm in. And nothing is is tethered by an extension cord. And then you get get an edger. And then I have a a blower. I think I'm in. Everybody needs an edger and a blower. I had uh, had one of the early battery well yeah yeah it wasn't very good no especially when i had a hilly yard back then well they have the ones now that are self-propelled you know you just hold the the handle down and it'll Um, go on its own why don't you get one of the i I, i'm sure you could do a room writing no they're like well yeah i'm oh they're like i'm not doing my own yard again until i can get a john deere like an irobot or something and yeah they have those by the way i bet they do they have it for a house they can do it for a yard yeah i still don't mind doing it i don't mind either but um but I think I'm going back. Or you can just go to Premier Greens and turf yeah, your yard. Exactly. You know what? You don't have one damn bit of yard work to do. My, you know what? My I have thought about it. Sucks. Like I cannot get anything to grow back right. there. It's and it gets muddy. Terrible. And it, right. And then it right. gets muddy. And it's just it's like I, what I wouldn't give to be able to afford to have them just come out and just turf the whole thing because it looks terrible. And I like I've tried for I've been living in that house like. Nine years, eight, nine years. I've tried. I cannot get anything to grow back there. It doesn't matter what kind of grass. I had the same problem with mine. Sucks. And I, I hated the idea of not of of going, not going, staying natural. And then I did it, and I never looked back for a minute. Well, think about it though. Back in the day, everything looked like a doormat. When they first came out, they were horrible. Yeah. They were they were really sharp, and you couldn't walk barefoot on, and they looked like plastic. Yeah. Now that looked like something that would be on the deck of a pontoon boat. Exactly. And now they've come a long way. So deck of a pontoon boat. Yeah. Like indoor outdoor. Like the green astro turf. (laughs) Yeah. Like like indoor outdoor uh, carpet. Exactly. But everything is improving, and it. I think it just depends. Like if there's a hard to get to areas, that's where that's where I would turf. Where it's just a pain in the ass to weed it or weed whack it or or you can't even get a mower back there, okay, that makes sense. Or you're going to put down maybe you want to put put down a I don't know a horse chipping area. You could put put a turf down, put a net up in the backyard and hit balls and get one of those uh, little track mans and that would be awesome, right? So there's, but I still want to go back right now and I and the electric mowers are any more expensive than the uh, gas yeah. ones. What what are they like maintenance wise? Like I don't think there's anything. You just got to sharpen the blades. You probably need to in a few years. You probably need to replace the batteries. But you always when have I, a backup. Like always I always I always went through really really big batteried um, blowers Ragger. just because like you when I had my old house I, I wanted a uh, you know I needed a strong blower and that battery would go. <laughs> I actually like gentle. Kern. Everyone needs a strong blower. I like Good gentle. Lord, I, like, I like gentle blowers better, but. Um, <laughs> So, uh, so that, so that's what I'm thinking of doing. I'm going back and being a real man, and I think I'm going to go. And plus, you know what? Lawn service ain't cheap. I started looking at that. Yeah. What I pay every month, man, I 
can put that to other stuff. Yeah. Whatever. Okay, okay. so that's my side. Your side. We don't have time. We'll bring it up next week. Are you sure? Yeah. Because, I mean, it's 932. Because you got a, a list? I got a list. Let's bring it back to golf. <clears throat> All right. All right. Got a live spot to do. We do. All right. That was brought to you by the greatness of Star Power. Get yourself some uh, outdoor entertainment area. Do a pretty good job on that kind of stuff. Uh, so check them out. All right. Up next, Craig says he has a list. It's actually a quiz that he doesn't think Eli and I will do well at all. But before that, well, we should promote ourselves a little bit. Avid Golfer Magazine, myavidgolfer.com. Get the passbook over there. You can see the latest issue. We have it in full digital form. If, if you would. Cool please. cover. Our executive editor did a good job on it. Yeah, that. he did. Executive I just, re- like I just newly anointed him. <laughs> and uh, let's see. Oh, and if you would, if you see an ad in there that uh, strikes your fancy, you can click on it, and it will go right to their website. So check it out at myavidgolfer.com as we celebrate our 25th year. It's a long time. How about that? How about that? All right, we'll mix with who are we mixing with today, Kevin? That would be the Afternoon Delight Boys. And who's that? Ryan Medine, DJ Ringenberg, and one ham. Okay, cool. Very good. We'll talk to them in a little bit. But first, Craig says he came across something and he's got a list. So um, the National Golf Foundation, the NGF, yes. comes out every year with their top 100 businesses in golf. Okay. Okay. Are we up there? Uh, we just missed. Darn it. Um, Number 101. So um, I don't think we're on their radar. It's more national companies and stuff. <clears throat> but I harken back to the history of the National Golf Foundation. Okay. And it started in 1936. Mm-hmm. It was right during the Depression, right after the, compre- the Depression. Or the and compression. The depression. And there were six of the biggest companies in golf at the time decided to get together and start this foundation. So is it? When you say golf companies, is it equipment? Is golf, it, it was equipment and ball companies. Okay. So, I was thinking, I'm looking at the list. Can you guys come close to listing, in 1936, the biggest golf companies that started the NGF? So, I should do better than Eli because I'm twice his age. I've been around for a while. So, I will say uh, McGregor. Correct. That's one for sure. That, and, that was the first one that came to mind whenever mm-hmm. you asked that question earlier. Mm-hmm. And I would say Spalding. Correct. Okay. Um, is a Cushnet, are they on the list? Cushnet, so interesting. Do you know the history of Titleist at all? A little bit. You know, they started in 1932, I think. Um, and so there they were. They didn't come out with their first golf ball, I think, until 1936. Okay. So they were just getting started here, not on the list. So they came out with a golf ball, but they didn't have a golf club yet? No. The, if you know the history, of the and I'm, I'm, I'll wing it here, but there was a guy who owned the Cushnick <laughs> Company. Thanks for well, the guy warning owned, me about that. The guy, the guy who owned the Cushnick Company is yep. playing golf, yep. and he missed a putt okay. to beat his friend, uh-huh. who was a radiologist. Okay. And was pissed. He said, that shouldn't happen. I hit a good putt on that. So they went back and used the guy's X-ray, x-ray machine yep. and X-rayed the ball. Yep. And sure enough, the ball wasn't round. It was off-centered. And so he he had a, he had a company at the time called a Cushnet. He hired a guy from MIT and said, want to start a ball company. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if they still do it, but the 
Titleist's big claim to fame was they still x-ray every golf ball to make sure it's perfectly round. I don't know if they still do it or not. You know, Ben Hogan used to take uh, balls, and he, he somehow would be able to put them in a bathtub or something. He would check out every ball, and it was like three out of ten were under his specs. Yeah. And he would throw away the rest. Yeah. So that's that's can you imagine that buying yeah. balls that are out around and all that? Yeah. Okay, so we've gotten two. You got McGregor and you and got, got Spalding. Spalding. What about Ram? Um, you're close. It's like uh, did they morph into from something else? Like a Slazenger or somebody on there. Slazenger, Slazenger's a good guess. No, not there. Hmm. Are uh, we going to recognize these names? Uh, you 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 will and you won't. You're missing. <laughs> well, no, no, but I'll, I'll, you'll you'll understand what I you'll understand what I mean when I tell you the names. Will I? Yes. Okay. So, go through. You missed Wilson. I was, gonna, ram. I was yeah. wait, I was going to say Wilson. I yeah. thought about Wilson awesome. too, but I just was. Man, I, I just didn't know how old they were, but yeah. I was. I actually was going to mention Wilson is probably one of those companies that, like, in 1830, made tennis rackets. Yeah, or something. right, something yeah. like that, like a hundred years before they started making golf equipment. And so the two I didn't think you'd get at all um, that were the two top ball companies at the time. One was U.S. Rubber, and I tried to find their brand name golf ball, and it was called U.S. Rubber because I looked at some nostalgic well, the, sites where you could Magnum. buy things. I've worn them before. And then the other one was the Worthington Ball Company. Oh. Never. Never would have known. No, never. So when did they? When did Worthington and U.S. Rubber go out of business? Right when Titleist started. Really? It kind of hit everything. I'm right? familiar with the Worthington Monument Company. My good friend Matt owns a monument company. Okay, so the one, that, the one that you missed. <laughs> that I would have got Wilson, though. If you thought about it, hmm. you'd probably get to it. Okay. Hillerick and Bradsby. Oh, the baseball bat. They made persimmon woods. Louisville, Louisville Sluggers. Slugger, right? um, they, they're famous for making the Louisville Sluggers, and they made persimmon, persimmon woods. woods. And they were the top persimmon wood company by a mile. Interesting. They, I think their name of their company was uh, Powerbuilt. Woods. Yeah. Powerbuilt. I remember Powerbuilt. Yeah. I have a Powerbuilt Mark Brooks driver in my closet that he gave me in like 1991. This is one of his old one of his old gamers. You gonna frame it? <laughs> Put it up on the. I no. I mean, I've had it for like 25, 30 years. Put it next to your samurai you have up over your chimney. I'll uh, send you a photo of it later. It's actually, it's a really nice persimmon driver. I. You know what gets me about the older clubs? One, how small the face was on the irons. Yes. Oh, my God. And then, two, how crummy the grips were. Yes. And nobody used glo- And nobody used gloves back then. I've got a Hogan one-iron that's like well. old, old, like 70s Hogan one-iron in yep. my garage. You always hear people say butter knife. Yeah. It, I mean, it, it's about that wide. Like, I don't know how anyone could have ever hit it. It, it. And even in a pro tournament, right? I'll tell you what. If we play Monday, I'll bring it. You can hit a few on the range with it just to, just to see. I like when the pros do it. They'll they'll use older clubs. They'll use persimmon woods. They'll use the old uh, blades that have a, a sweet stop, a sweet spot of about a dime. Yeah, and when they use the the old school persimmons, like they always lose like sixty yards off the tee. That and use the old Bellata spin ball. Yeah, and all of a sudden, I think I, I remember Brent Snedeker tried one one day. He said, "I couldn't break eighty five. With, really? the, with that stuff. Yeah, I, I wish the golf ball was spinnier. So, interestingly enough, more fun. I brought it up for, I thought it was interesting. Um, I also brought it up because being our 25th year anniversary, yep. 
if you look at the first ever issue, okay. we had two product manufacturer companies in the first issue. One was Alien. McGregor? Bought the Alien Wedge. Alien Wedge. The Alien Wedge. And, Remember uh, their ad where the guy would hit it? For some reason, he had a golf ball on a rock in the middle of a lake. Like, how would a golf ball end up there? And he was able to use that whatever crazy bounce it had, and he put it on the green. It's like hit it off a lily pad. Yeah, that's so stupid. And uh, uh, never got paid for those ads, sadly. Oh. Did you um, at least get a free alien wedge? Got an alien one iron. Ooh, buddy. Which I hit the crap out of. They had a left-handed alien one iron? Somebody stole it. And, you hit the uh, crap out of it. I did. It was my most awesome club. And, and somebody stole my clubs. And uh, I would go to remember Don Gaffner owned uh, Dallas Golf. I would go, and he was buying all used clubs yeah. or whatever, and selling them. I'd go every day. Don, you got a one LA one iron? Any one show up yet? Never did. I have one set of clubs that I sorely miss because I was money with them. The Solus Wedge. Yeah, Solus Wedge. They were God. They were so good. And the other product that we had, the other product ad that we had was Hillrick and Bradsby. They advertised their persimmon woods as kind of like the. Kind of the if you want to go old school, I'd have gotten three out of six because I would have got Wilson at some point because it was on my radar. Yeah, and I think if you would have, I would have given you a lot of time. You would have thought about the clubs back then. I wouldn't have thought of persimmon woods and connected no. to no. I wouldn't think I of didn't, a, ba- a you know baseball bat company. When I looked to the NGF sent an sent an email that said if you want to see the original six, click here. Yeah. So before I clicked, I did it. I looked myself. Right, and I I got the three. I got Wilson, Spotting, McGregor, and when I saw, you know, Louisville Slugger, Powerball, I was like, damn it, should have gotten that one. That's Especially because they were one of my first clients. I get it. I get so, it. It's twenty five years ago. Yep. What do you remember from twenty five years ago? So not much. All right, it is around nine forty nine on the ticket. That was a quick show today, boys. Enjoyed it. Uh, that was brought to you by the greatness of Park Place Dealers. Boy, they got every luxury brand in the world, and they just opened up a new Acura dealership, drove past it the other day, right over on the Tollway and Spring Creek Parkway. It's gorgeous looking. I mean, it is right next to their Lexus dealership. So check it out. Acura is now in the Park Place full. I wouldn't turn down an Acura, and I wouldn't turn down Park Place service. There you go. So up next, Afternoon Delight, we will commence a mix next on the ticket.